And look at it go. He could go all the way. Touchdown. 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 The Bills make me want to kick your heels up and shout. Coming up the middle. Free safety. Gotta get it go. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. Come on and shout. Kelly with a deep drop takes a long look. He's got a man open. Andre Reid, he's in the end zone for a touchdown. How do you do? One second remaining on the clock. Jack Eichel wins it in overtime. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 64 of One Before I Die. Hopefully, everybody had an awesome, uh, great Thanksgiving, staying safe out there with everything going on. Hopefully, you were able to be with your family, your friends, whatever it was. Hopefully, you had you know, a nice meal, got some turkey going, mashed potatoes, had all the essentials of uh, a great Thanksgiving, watched some football. Um, we took the week off as the Bills were on a bye we uh, just kind of, you know, chilled out and, and watched some football and hung out and, and didn't, didn't put out an episode as we know. But we are back today, obviously, as the Bills are back, um, coming off of a win against the Los Angeles Chargers. So finally able to kind of put that Arizona Cardinals game in the past, put that DeAndre Hopkins catch um, behind us, even though I kind of just brought it up right there. But hopefully we kind of put a bow on that and we move forward. As we get past the bye, we try to get a little bit healthier. Um, but yeah, that's what we'll be talking about today. We uh, big win over the Chargers after the bye, and then obviously next week we got San Fran in prime time. So end of the season's coming. It's a, it's the final stretch for the Bills here. You know we got to win some, win some games here, win out maybe. Um, it's a crucial stretch of the season, obviously. But without further ado, let's bring in Ethan. I just saw him over here in Rochester. He's back in Chicago now. Ethan, how you doing? How was the drive? How you feeling? It feels good to be back. I mean, <clears throat> it was nice having a week off with the bye, kind of regrouping, getting over that heartbreak in Arizona, like you said. But, you know, we're back. It felt good to have the Bills back. The drive back from Rochester to Chicago, brutal. But, I mean, watching Bills on Sunday made up for everything. Um, kind of back in my element, back in my groove. And it was just what the doctor ordered, you know, a nice, a nice win. Wasn't the prettiest. I know that there was a lot of critics out there yesterday. Um, but the one thing, I mean, you know, I'm a defense guy and the defense looked back yesterday and that's all I got to say. Yeah. So, so final score, 27, 17 over the Chargers, the bills win. And I guess we'll start it off here by I'll start it off here by saying, like you said, you know, it might not have been the, the prettiest of wins, but we've kind of evolved over this season, at least I have in my own eyes, of kind of being critical on the team when maybe they don't perform as well as we we hope they would or we, we think they would, and kind of evolved to saying and, and learning that especially more than ever, and, and every year the NFL goes on, but especially more than ever, this is a week-to-week league this year. And so I just want to start there that I was going to the game on Sunday with, you know, I, I've been going to the games 
you know, against the Jets earlier in the season or against the Dolphins or opponents that we want to stomp on when we had the fire meeting of the sun game against the jets. We we're saying, you know, if we don't cover, I'm going to be, I'm going to be butthurt or whatever. Like I went into the game on Sunday thinking this is going to be, I, I kind of had a feeling it was going to be close. And I was thinking, I just want to win. We're coming back off a of bye. We might be a little rusty, but hopefully we're a little bit more healed up, but I, I just want to win. And if, if a couple things don't look as polished or as good as maybe they should down the stretch, then I'm going to be okay with it. And I'm glad that was my mentality because God, that was just an ugly game. And I'm not even just talking from the Bills perspective. Just the whole game in general was just a gong show. Like the the coaching, the way the game went down to the wire there at the end, both teams just making mistakes. Um, so it was just a messy, messy game. There wasn't like too many like specific takeaways I had from it. But I, I'm happy. I want to be on the record. I am happy with the 27 to 17 win. I actually predicted um, it wasn't on the record. It was off the record. I was talking to my dad before the game. I predicted a 27 to 20 win. So, you know, I was, I was pretty close. I know there's no evidence of backing that up, but I did project a close game like that and I'm fine with the win and the way it came out. Um, so I don't know that that's me right there. It's just, it's just, I'm, I'm happy with, with the win and I got to move on from that. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, got to clean some, some things up, most notably the turnovers. Um, you know, you can't, you can't turn the ball over three times a game expect to win on most occasions yesterday reluctantly like I said the defense kind of bailed us out there I'm not I'm not as upset as I was I think like you were talking about you know in the Jets the Jets game we had a pretty down episode and some other you know some other games in that time I've kind of evolved as well um it wasn't Josh's best game by any means I thought maybe it was one of his worst games of the season but we evolve, we find ways to win. And I think our assessment of the NFL this year is being, you know, more of a week to week league than any year of recent memory is, is come to fruition. I mean, you see that you see the Raiders Falcons game is, is number one evidence of that yesterday where the you know Raiders get the absolute doors blown off of them by the Falcons. And, you know, last week they looked like they could be a, maybe a threat in the playoffs, taking the chiefs down to the wires already having beat them once this season. So I, there's nothing guaranteed in the NFL. You find ways to win. The Bills are eight and three. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be upset over this win. There's definitely, definitely room for improvement. But it was just a good. It was a good feeling yesterday. I never felt. I never felt nervous yesterday, even when we were turning the ball over. I just had, you know, I just had this feeling where we were just better than the Chargers, and even when we were making mistakes, even when. Things weren't going our way. I mean, you look at all those turnovers, the Josh interception. I mean, that was inexcusable. That was a horrible throw. But the other two fumbles, I mean, those are kind of freak plays. It wasn't like the Chargers were making great plays well, say, on those. Well, well, I don't know about that. Like, like there's pretty, those are pretty self-inflicted. Like, Singletary's got to hang out of the ball. and Allen's That's what I'm saying. Like, That's, I'm not saying the Chargers were playing unreal defense there. That's why I kind of was still confident. Like, mm-hmm. you know, our defense was playing well our offense was moving the ball when we weren't turning it over. We just made a bunch of mental mistakes and, and we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot there. Right. So though, I think we cleaned those, those things up down to stretch. We get the win now, but I'm not, I'm not going to like cry over it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it's just like, I don't know, like it, coming off the bye, it's weird. Cause like, I think McDermott is undefeated in, his coaching tenure with the bills coming off the buy. I think he's now three and O or four. No, he either proved a three or four and O after the buy, but it seems like after the buy, we're like, we we've kind of been blessed with bad teams after the buy. I remember last week 
uh, or sorry, last year we might have played the Jets or someone bad after the bye. Um, I could be just spitballing there; could be completely off. But it seems like it, it, I think I just remember maybe it was the rest versus rust uh, discussion we had before the playoffs, and we kind of came out rusty um, in the playoff game. But I don't know; it, the bye seems to put us in a weird way. We get the job done, but um, no. But I mean, yeah, like you said, like there's always room for improvement. That's not just this week. That's it's not necessary improvement. It's just cleaning. It's something different every week, I guess. And, and you're right. I mean, those, that, that stretch of turnovers, it was literally three possessions in a row, right? Where Singletary fumbled, Allen fumbles, and then he throws the interception. So it was, it was tough to see it back to back to back. Maybe if that's spread out over the course of the game, it's a little bit of a different story. Um, but the, the fourth quarter, I just kind of want to recap that a bunch of events went down and we were still able to win the game. Right. So we kind of handed over this things, but in the fourth quarter alone, Singletary fumbles, we get the ball back. Josh Allen fumbles. As I just said, Josh Allen throws an interception in the next possession. We took six penalties that, that fourth quarter, we allow another completion to a hail Mary, by the way, which was just insane. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. I'm, I'm sure. And we ended up winning the game. So it was just, like I said, like that's my main takeaway was like this game was a mess and sometimes games are just going to go down like that. It seemed like our game plan wasn't really to have Josh sling it and let him be himself. It was try to get the run game going and it was by far best running backs games of the year. Um, and I, you know, personally, I think that almost hurts us. I, I know that they had good stat lines on the ground, Singletary and Moss. I think they were over 120, 130 yards rushing combined or whatever, but that's when our offense doesn't click as well as it usually does when you let Allen just kind of, kind of sling it. And I don't really know why that was the plan going in. I don't know the chargers D really like maybe they're trying to get away from Bosa's pass rush, but he, he got involved no matter what. So it was kind of a weird, a weird game plan that we had. And I think that almost set Josh up for one of his, you know, worst games of the season. I don't necessarily even think it was on him. I think it was like the game plan and how we were attacking, attacking the game. Um, so I, I don't know. It was weird. The, the one thing I do want to uh, point out special teams, I thought played unreal. That was like a highlight going into the game. I guess the Chargers special teams is very, very bad. And we by far won the special teams uh, battle. Yeah. Andre Roberts was basically returning it like 20 yards a pop, whether it was a punt or kick. And then on the kickoffs, we would do like a bass was kind of pooching it, you know, not trying to get the touchback and they would, the guy would get the ball and literally take five steps and our guys would all be down there tackling him. Like their return coverage was, atrocious um and then i want to you know hint out or, or call out aj klein again because the dude's yep. playing well i mean we can rag on him all we want and and i one of the funniest things i've seen online over the past couple of weeks is um how it's like who was the first who was the first guy on twitter it was like bill's twitter was like we can bully this guy into playing good like it, hopefully aj klein's next and it's like worked both times. It's like, we've just like Bill's fans have been ragging on these two guys the whole year. I forgot the first one was, but now AJ Klein's like strung together like three great games in a row here. So, I mean, he's been playing well. So, you know, tap on his back and, and hopefully he can keep it going, especially with Milano, maybe, you know, not going to be up to full strength for the rest of the season. I don't really know what his deal is, but AJ Klein, I mean, he's still, you know, a couple AJ Klein moments here and there, but for the most part, the, kid, the guy's been balling. I mean, you you can't really say much more than that. The guy's just stepped up. And like you said, I mean, he was maybe the most hated guy this season um, until a couple games ago where he had his kind of breakout game against the Seahawks, right? And then he's put together a nice string of games. And yesterday, I would argue he's one of the best players on the field um, for the Bills. Uh, he, he had a couple nice tackles. I, I mean, he still, he still definitely struggles in the pass coverage. But... 
the guy's putting putting his you know best foot forward. Um, he's stringing out runs. He made a couple nice plays on some outside runs, keeping the uh, running backs in front of him. I mean, Eckler, he's he's a he's low key nice. I mean, I don't know if it's low key, but oh, no, he's just he's just good. Yeah, he's good, and he plays a lot bigger than he looks, and he's just fast. He's a, he's awesome out of the backfield catching passes. So that was a tough task for Klein and. That was Eckler's what first game back after after IR, so he's kind of fresh, well rested, looking to make a statement. I thought Klein's, you know, was up to the task there. Um, yeah, hand up. I mean, we've already apologized for it, and we're gonna apologize again. AJ Klein, he he played awesome. Um, and then also, I thought you know Trey White played awesome yesterday. If we're talking about defensive players, I want to you know I want to give a pat on the back, Trey White. He's kind of been a guy that. I think we just expect so much out of him, you know, and especially with him signing that massive contract this off season coming in this year, it's kind of like, let's see you earn that money now. Um, so we kind of have unreal expectations for him every week. And so even if he doesn't play up to those expectations, we kind of think, Oh, you know, is Trey white having a down year. I mean, he just, I think he had one of his marquee games, you know, a classic Trey white game yesterday. He was coming up and making tackles. He was, locking down receivers big interception to turn the tide of that game kind of put to bed any comeback hopes that the chargers may have had in that fourth quarter there with that uh big interception off herbert over the middle and he's just he's just you know steady eddie um and just just a great great guy you know when i when he made that interception it's just like I'm glad he's on my team. You know, it's just it's just one of those moments. And he's matched up against Keenan Allen all game. Like Keenan Allen's gonna get his. It's the same thing when we talked about the Seattle game. DK Metcalf is gonna get his. Like Allen's a great receiver. Um, and so and I don't know if you really, you know, Allen had that touchdown at the beginning of the game for the Chargers, and he definitely got his yardage. But Trey White was like you said, he was all over the field. I thought, yeah, I think he played. I thought he played great after the game. Uh, I was talking to dad and dad is like, yeah, I don't think Trey white played very well today. Like I completely disagreed with that. I thought, wait, what really? Yeah. I, th- I mean, I was like, I-, I literally told him what I just said. Like, I was like, I mean, Keenan Allen's a great receiver. He's match up on him all game. If not, I'm pretty you sure know, Keenan Allen, does he lead the league in receptions? I'm pretty sure he, oh, yeah. he's like, he's top. Yeah. He's him and Stefan Diggs coming into this game on Sunday. were top two in receptions. Yeah. Um, and and it's not like Allen had an unreal game, but like even so, like Trey, like I, like you said, I think Trey was defending very well. He had the interception, whatever. Um, I just want to bring that up because I thought it was funny. Um, but it, yeah, no, Trey White played great. Um, the other thing I want to mention real quick, I know I'm kind of all over the map here, but the the Chargers also the I think this was their first loss of. 10 points or more I, that I, I saw some stat and I might not be exactly on the nose with that, but they played the chiefs. They've played the Raiders. They've played a lot of good teams this year. And the, I think the bills are the only team to beat them by 10 or more points. And it, as sloppy as this game, it was, we still ended up winning by 10 points. I know at the end there, I don't know what the hell was going on, but this is kind of transitioning me to my next point. I want to make is Anthony Lynn might be the worst coach of all time. He might be yes. up there with Adam Gase. Like hundred percent. Like what was he doing there at the end? Not even, I, kept, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many times you're talking about after they got that hail Mary, which I want to talk about again. Yeah. Well that, but uh, even like throughout the game too, he just but, burns timeouts. Oh yeah. His time management was awful, but 
I'm talking about this last sequence at the end, right? They get the Hail Mary, whatever. Well, I'm going to get to that in a second. But after they get the Hail Mary, they have no timeouts, right? And the clock's running, clock's running. And some unbelievable reason, right? They decide to run the ball instead of yep. just clocking it. And then the whole time after that, I'm just yelling at my TV. I'm like, does Anthony Lynn know they have to score twice? It's a two-possession game. Does he know that? Because it doesn't seem like he knows that. He keeps running plays. What they should, what he should have done if he had any brain is you clock the ball and you kick a field goal right, right away because you have to do that anyway. You kick a field goal and you, what, you'll have, like I think, 25 seconds on the clock, something like that, and you try to get an onside kick and then get a Hail Mary. That's the only way you, count, you tie that football game. Because if you get a touchdown there, you still have to get an onside kick and kick a field goal, and most likely... And you're going to burn you're a ton of time doing, getting the touchdown. Get, yeah, and you're going to... I think it's easier... This might sound like a crazy take, but I think it's easier to score on a Hail Mary like after, you know what I'm saying, off an onside kick than it is to... Then they like try to try get, to get, like get field in field goal position. range. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Because you're going to have to probably complete... Especially against the Bills at this pass. point. Especially against the Bills at this point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Bills on the last three Hail Mary attempts are 0 for 3. That Keenan Allen push-off call was... I mean, it was a oh, push-off. That was Guyton. That was Guyton. Or Guyton, whatever. That, yeah, that was kind of a gift. I mean, it was a push-off, but kind of beaten pretty clean there. I mean, that could have not... That could have easily not been called. So that would have been, you know, 2 for 2. The three that Hail Mary man, that was ridiculous. That that was even more ridiculous than the Hopkins Hail Mary. The Hopkins Hail Mary was just an unbelievable throw and catch. Like hats off, can't really def- defend that. That one there was like three bills that could have potentially caught the football, let alone just knock it to the ground, and it just bobbles up in midair and this guy somehow gets it. Well, it went but, from it went from they all went for the interception, first of all. They didn't learn just to knock the ball down. Second of all, Poyer goes up to, to catch it. Taron Johnson comes in at the side and he like tries to also catch it, which ends up elevating the ball and just and it just bobbled. So it was just like yeah, like squeezed through them. Like, yeah, it was literally just like floating in midair at arm level for like three to four seconds, and it just made its way down past all three defenders and just into the guy's arms. It's so, crazy. Yeah, it was it was insane. Um, also, the end of the game. I didn't gamble on it, but it was it was bad beat city for for a lot. Oh, my roommate did. He was like freaking out. I didn't bet on it either. What did he? So we were like sitting he here. He had bills minus four, so okay. he was like yep. freaking out because he's like, <clears throat> first of all, he was just begging Anthony Lynn to kick a field goal. He's like, dude, kick the field goal, kick the field goal, and I'm like, well, they should. Like, if he had a brain, they'd kick a field goal, and they just kept going for the touchdown until there was literally no time on the clock. Like he went for a touchdown until there was zeros on the clock, thinking he could maybe get a ten point play. Does he know the freaking rules? I don't know, but it would that was bad beat city. Like I, you know, I was I was feeling for him there. Yeah, well, I well it went from so it was like you said it was the OPI call, right? I think so, Anthony Lynn had had him plus four. He, he might have. It was, <laughs> but it was. I think he did. It was complete bad beat city. The first so the first OPI like you just talked about like maybe it was kind of a dicey. They could have kept the the play alive. So that that's the first bad beat because that already puts them down at the one yard line or whatever with a, a ton more time left. Then the actual Harry Mary happens where so so it's both sides. It's bad beat for for Bills minus four and then 
Chargers plus four too because both sides are like on their on their seat. Then they actually hit the Hail Mary and then they get down and then Anthony Lynn does his whole thing like you said. Also, my my buddy had over 44 and a half in a teaser. So he's also screaming on his TV for Anthony Lynn to kick the field goal. He needed like a field goal or or any kind of points there at the end. It was at 44, right? So he, he yep. was also screaming. So it was overs, it was unders, it was it was spreads. It was just um, that's why you don't touch Bills games. And the only reason you touch Bills games if if you're doing a fire me into the sun game because that's why you don't need. That's why. <laughs> no, you don't but need even to when you do Bills that, games. you end up losing. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> so even more reason not to bet on Bills games if you have rooting interest because that was I would have been going nuts. Um, yeah, I can't I can't handle that. Uh, I don't know how some Bills fans do it where they'll they'll bet they'll bet the game and watch it because I unless you're betting the Bills, you know, to cover or Bills money like I'll do a Bills money line if we're underdogs, you right. know. So you're just rooting for if, the win. Yeah, because I'll be rooting for the win anyway. But if I'm like betting on the bills, like if I take a bills over, like that's brutal. Cause I'm, I'm always rooting for them to, to make a stop every time they're on defense. Exactly. Right. So I, I can't do that. I can't, I can't try to find like a middle where I'm like, all right, let's let them score here because I need the over, but then that's it. Then we got to tighten it up. Like I can't do that. I don't have that in me. I already well, got, I've already got my heart jumping out, out of my body trying to just win the football game, let alone worrying about a total. Yeah, exactly. And, especially like you like with spread too. like at the end of this Chargers game like if I had bills minus four and a half or whatever it was like I just then I just feel guilty at that point it's like I'm rooting for a win here and now I'm like now I'm like making sure like all right now you need to cover it's like you you I'm, I have all this energy going towards them winning the game that I can't have any energy for them to you know do the math in my head and then I just feel guilty it's like I'm asking for too much for them to cover a five point spread or whatever it is so no I'm good on that um the other thing I want to bring up though is that we kind of buried the lead on a little bit, but John Brown, we kind of got to talk about because he did get put on IR a couple of days ago before this game happened. And that means he'll miss, miss a minimum of three uh, games. I don't, I don't know how IR works if it's three games or three weeks, but it doesn't matter anymore because we already had our buy, but John Brown is officially on IR because of his ankle. And I think it's three games. Cause I think that's why Milano couldn't come back. All this right. week. Yeah. Well, either way, he's going to be out for the next three weeks at least. I mean, and then they have to activate him and then hopefully he'll be ready to go. But this is kind of a big deal. And and we already had kind of, I think people realize it more now um, that this already kind of happened earlier in the season when John Brown went out and people were like, yeah, whatever. We still have Diggs. We still have Beasley. We still have Gabriel Davis and our offense is still electric. And then he went out and our offense kind of stalled. And now it's kind of happening again. And I, I still think this is a you know a big deal again, and I mean I'm I'm definitely worried about it. Um, I mean I, I don't think it's a you know a heartbreaker and in a, a huge loss, but I do think it is a little bit more slept on than people think. Um, I guess people aren't really sleeping on it. Like I said, they they know that it's kind of a big loss now because it already happened earlier in the season. But I don't. I just wanted to throw it out there, and, and I mean our next three games, you know, San Fran. Um, we got the Steelers, I think, and then we have the, the Broncos. So, I mean, it's not like slouches of games coming up with our next two at least. And, and Brown, I think, is an essential part to the, part to the offense. Whenever he's not in, the, not in the game, our offense definitely stalls. No, I agree. And it's definitely going to be a big hit. I just – he brings an element that I think can't be, you know, replicated by a lot of other players, right? And I think you you hit on that. We when he went out earlier, our offense stalled, and we kind of had a little stall yesterday. He does so many little things that go unnoticed. I and, and just his presence on the field, I think, is a big difference. 
<clears throat> I think it's a huge difference having him out there versus um, like a Gabriel Davis, right? I mean, they're just different situational receivers. And I think having them both on the field is super dynamic too. Because I mean, with John Brown, you got to watch out for those wide receiver screens, right? I mean, him coming off a wide receiver screen, give me him over maybe anybody but Tyreek Hill. I don't know. That's kind of a wild take, but <laughs> I, I think he's up there as one of the best wide receiver screen receivers in the league. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's healthy. Yeah. A nice, a nice quick hitter. He takes those to the house. Like it's his job. And I, you know, I think he's just, he just, he's always a threat to beat you deep. He, the bills don't really have a deep threat besides him, right? It's not like Beasley's going to beat you over the top. Diggs isn't going to really be, blow you away with his speed. Gabriel Davis sure isn't going to blow you away with his speed. He's just going to take the top off a of defense and just straight up beat you down the field. And what that does, I think, is opens up options for those other guys, right? He takes you deep. The safeties are all worried about him going long. And then you got Diggs coming off across the middle, finding the soft spots, right? I think it opens up those middle passes, having him on the field running those routes, even if he's not getting the football every play. And then, but you look at what he did in the Cardinals game, and then you realize this guy's just a freaking good receiver. I mean, he what had like 10 catches you know i think he almost had 100 yards the guy balled out last game against the cardinals and it's gonna suck not having him with that being said i think this is a good time for him to go on ir right because i mean he's gonna be back hopefully before the playoff starts so have you know maybe a game or two underneath his belt so he's not gonna you know return to play theoretically in our first playoff game. Cause I, you know, that goes back to our rest versus rust argument. I think it'd be preferable to him to have another regular season game in his belt. Hopefully one that's not like playoff implications. You know, hopefully we're at the point where we're comfortable and we can kind of ease him back, maybe get some, you know, reps in him. I think it'd be ideal to be in that situation, right? Get him rest now, then have him keeping this lingering lingering injury on maybe it get worse and then lose him for the entire year. I think this is a good time for him to go on IR. Um, you look and at a, who we, you look at who we play, right? He's out this, he was out this week against the Chargers, So that's one week. We said it was three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. He's out next week against the Niners. Uh, I still don't know what to think about the Niners. We're going to get into that a little bit later. And then what we got the Steelers could yep. really use him against the Steelers, but Theoretically, you're going to have him back for Pats, Dolphins, which I think are the two more important games out of the last five that we have remaining. They're divisional opponents, especially that Dolphins game last, you know, week 17. That could be for the AFC East title. You'd want John Brown back for that game for sure. Um, so I think I think the timing of it is if he's going to have to go out is probably the most ideal. Don't like to see him out just from what he brings to the table on a week to week basis. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my take on John Brown. And I, and I, I mean, I agree. I think it is the right time because you knew that it wasn't, um, like he wasn't a hundred percent. Like you knew that he, he, something was still up. It wasn't, you know, when he came back from his first injury, it wasn't like he was back to full form and he wasn't, you know, out there and, you know, he was limping pretty much every game he got back. So that, like you said, I think it's a good time. I agree with that also, because when I, when I, when he comes back, like I want him at a hundred percent, I don't want him out there. Um, kind of hobbling around and, and he's still effective when he does that because like you said in the Arizona game he came back and he was still a monster out there even with a little bit of an injury but I want him back 100% I mean you you saw him 
um, and a couple of his screens that you were talking about. I, I forgot which game it was in particular, but I'm thinking of, of one where, you know, he catches it, he breaks out, and I think it was the Cardinals game, actually. I think it was early in the Cardinals game, maybe. It was a screen pass. He gets up the middle, past all the, all the safeties, and he gets caught, where usually if he's 100%, he's definitely not getting caught there. And you could, you could tell that he wasn't running as fast as he usually does. He was kind of hobbling when he has the ball. So make sure he gets back 100%. So when he, when he does, you know, step foot on the field, he's not playing with a lingering injury. Because like you said, you know, when he's not getting the ball, he's effective. And, but that's not all he does. It's not like he's out there as a decoy, drawing guys back to him to open up, you know, other routes for Peasley and Diggs. He's out there and doing that as well as catching the ball for almost 100 yards every game, it seems like, when he plays. So he, he's best of both worlds. And, I mean, I think he, he also is just an unbelievable guy in the locker room to have. A lot of the guys like him. He's a veteran, so he has that veteran presence. Um, but my, my thing is, I, I agree, I, IR now is good because I want him 100% when he gets back so he's not limping out there on the field and, and has to come off after you know a catch downfield or something like that. Get him healthy, get him ready, because I'm confident enough in this team that we're going to be here for the playoffs, and, and that's where we need him. Um, with that being said, you, you kind of alluded to it. Um, about San Fran next week. I say we hop into that preview of that game mm-hmm. uh, because this one, man, I mean, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm going to be honest. It's I, a mind bender. I wasn't too nervous about it even before this Sunday. To be honest, I, I still was like, hey, they're banged up. We got this. Mm-hmm. But then I realized on Sunday, you know, when all the injury reports come out, they're not as banged up anymore. They, I, I didn't know. Like, I'm obviously not studying San Fran injury reports. Like, I'm <laughs> their studying their defense Bills. is kind of back. Mine is obviously their best player, but the other right. guys, like, I'm not studying San Fran injury reports. Like, I'm studying Bills one, so I just know that they have their players out. I don't know the timetables or anything. Well, Sunday rolls around and they're playing the Rams, and Richard Sherman's back, and then on the offensive side of the ball, Mozart's back and Debo Samuel's back. And those are two of their most dynamic offensive players besides George Kittle, who's going to be hurt, which is huge. But those guys scare me. And Debo Samuel, I tweeted this out during the game because I was watching the San Fran Rams game. Like, he is an absolute beast. I've always loved Debo Samuel. I put a prop on him to win MVP last year during the Super Bowl. Obviously, he didn't hit, but I've always been a Debo Samuel guy. And he was a problem for the Rams, who has been a great defense ever since the Bills game. They've been probably the best defense in the league. He's going to be an absolute problem for the Bills next week. Moster is a great running back. He's going to be a problem for the Bills next week on the ground game. Richard Sherman back on the defensive side of the ball. He's not like a game changer, but he's still a veteran defensive back, cornerback that knows how to play the game. He had an interception against the Rams on Sunday. So all these guys that came back off the injury report for that game on Sunday against the Rams, which they ended up winning, the San Francisco 49ers ended up winning, they all had immediate impacts when they returned. So, and and you can't forget that this team was in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, they don't have their quarterback and they don't have Kittle, and like you said, they don't have Bosa, but I agree with you. Their defense, other than Bosa, like they still have Fred Warner. They still have a, a solid defensive core, and there's a reason they are in the Super Bowl last year. So I am worried. Um, I'm worried about this game. Yeah, <clears throat> and you saw what they did yesterday, you know, against a team that a lot of people probably picked to maybe get to the NFC Championship game, maybe win it, maybe represent the NFC in the Super Bowl after how they've been playing this year. This, uh, so I was going to say St. Louis, the LA Rams. <clears throat> I mean, Mullins, man, he didn't look too bad. And I, I kind of was flipping back and forth between this game and the other game. So I didn't watch the whole thing, you know, front to back. But I mean, they run the ball. 
They run the ball well. Debo Samuel, absolute horse. This guy's like a freaking running back that plays wide receiver. Yep. He's a bear to tackle. Um, and they're just well coached. I mean, there's there's something to say about Kyle Shanahan. The guy, the guy is a good freaking NFL coach. He's like that next tier, that McVay tier, the the young guns that just find a way to get it done. You know, some really nice play calling, keeps his guys in check, knows how to win football games. He's just a guy that, you know, you respect and you understand that he's gonna, you know, win football games that he's probably not supposed to win, like he showed yesterday. Um so I think, you know, this is a tough task for the Bills. We're going to have to go across the country. Uh, the latest is, right, this game's in Arizona now. It's not in San Francisco because of the, you know, the rules, the COVID rules they got in uh, Santa Clara County. So we're going to have to go back to freaking Arizona, right? Right when I wanted to get that game erased out of my mind to get that stadium, you know, eradicated from history. We have to show up in that barn again and play in another Primetime game, which have not gone well for the Bills. I want to put that out there. It's another prime yeah. timer. And like and like you said, I think a couple of weeks ago, you're saying, um, you know, Thanksgiving time, you're gonna have to watch that DeAndre Hopkins catch a lot. Well, prime time going back to Arizona, you bet Yo, it's you, you a bet lot. Your ass that they're gonna be playing yeah. that DeAndre Hopkins catch a lot. So watch out yeah. for that so, again. So get get ready to watch that highlight again. But it's definitely. I think this game is gonna be a close one. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I don't think the Bills come in and, and absolutely win, you know, blow the Niners out of the game. This is not like a two touchdown double digit victory. This, I think it's going to be a one score game for talking score predictions here. Well, before I get the score predi- predictions, if the Bills are going to win this game, I think it's going to be have to be the Josh Allen show. Um, he's got to play better than he did against the, the Chargers. Obviously, that was one of his worst games, but I think it's got to be like kind of the Seahawks level where he's just slinging the ball, moving it around, getting a lot of guys involved. Um, I think, you know, the San Fran, they're going to be tough against the run. I don't think we're going to be able to run the ball like we did yesterday against the Chargers. We're going to have to air it out. And the thing about San Fran, though, they don't have a dynamic, um, you know, heavy offense, right, with with what they got this year with Nick Mullins. He's not going to be a guy that's going to march down the field, throw for three touchdowns, you know, run the two minute offense. He's a guy that's going to control the pace of play, hand the ball over off, you know, make a, you know, five yard throws, you know, get a couple first downs, a little West coast offense style, not turn it over type of guy. So I think if the bills are just, you know, overwhelm them with their offense, that's how I kind of like to see them win this game. Defense is going to, if I'm the, if I'm the defensive coordinator, if I'm Leslie Frazier, the way I'm approaching this game from a defensive side is I'm stacking the box. San Fran, they have a lot of good running backs. They know how to, you know, Debo Samuel, you know, the end of rounds, they got Mostert. I think Tevin Coleman's going to be back, or if he was not already back yesterday. Those guys, you know, they're heavy runners. They got a good old line. They're going to pound, pound, pound the rock. So I'm putting eight, nine in the box, and I'm going to say Nick Mullins beat me. That's how I'm approaching this game if I'm Leslie Frazier. I think the – I'm still picking the Bills to win this game. I'm going to tell you right now, I think they're going to win this game – 24 to 20 is my prediction. Um, and like I said, it's going to be a one possession game, but I think the bills just have a little too much offense for them. And I think the Niners, they're coming off a big win. So I just think it's, it's tough. It's tough to get up for another game against a high caliber opponent. I can't see them really stringing 
another I don't know. I just just and, well, and that back to back Rams Bills like that. And that game against the the Rams, you got to put some emphasis on. That's a, you know, that's an in-division game for San Fran. They get up for, they get up for that one just as much as any other game. They beat the Rams now twice this year. Like that's a rivalry that they might be getting up for more than other games. Obviously it's the NFL, you're you know, you're putting the work for every game, but like you said, yes, it might be hard to kind of string another win, win along. Um, I'm right there with you, though, dude. I, I mean, I say it every week. Like, uh, it doesn't matter who we're playing. I think our best chance to win games is let Josh Allen be his, be his crazy self and let the offense air it out. Even when this this week against the Chargers, like I literally just talked about it when we recapped the Chargers game and how it seemed like our game plan was to go in and try to run the ball. And, and I didn't like that. I don't care what the Chargers are giving you. You got to let Josh Allen do his thing. At this point, that's what our team is. You got to let him air it out. You got to let him be a chaos, agent of chaos, and let him go to work. So every game we're talking about, that's the way you're going to win the game as the Bills. I agree with you, though. I do think, um, I mean, I obviously said I'm worried about this game, so I think it's going to be very close. I think it's going to be a one-score game. I think it's going to be a field goal game. I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be a little bit more high-scoring than you you think. But um, I do think the Bills win back in this area. You know, we're going to get our revenge in Arizona one way or the other. It's just maybe maybe this is a reason that the game cannot be played in Santa Clara and that it's back in Arizona because we got to get closure on that freaking field. But we're going to win this game, and – I think we're going to win with a final score. I'll say 31 to to 27. It's going to be a little bit higher scoring and we're going to give up 27 points to Nick Mullen somehow, but that's just what I think. It's going to be very close and I don't care what you say about the game. As long as we win, that's all that matters. It's, It's that point in the season now where once you win, once you get the W, that's all that matters. So I got the Bills winning 31, 27. Um, you got them winning 24, 20 and I think that kind of puts a bow on that. Um, I don't have anything else really to talk about. Um, I don't know. Did you have anything else to bring up about the Chargers game, about the San Fran game, about anything else on, on your end? No. Uh, like I said, I was just glad to be back, glad to have the Bills back in my life. And I'm ready for this, you know, late late season push. You know, looking ahead, I'm ready for – bring me the Steelers. I don't want to look ahead too far because we got to take care of business against the Niners first, but – I we got a nice AFC slate that I'm like I'm ready to get up for these last four games after or what is it the last yeah last four games after after the Niners let's get the NFC let's finish out our NFC slate here take care of business in Arizona and then man we got a gauntlet coming down the stretch in the AFC and I'm ready ready to show out I mean we got Steelers man I wanna I don't want to get ahead but I, I want to hand them the first l of the season in Buffalo on Sunday night I really hope they beat the Ravens and then they got the wft if, uh, if that game even happens that Ravens game it's that's a gong show yeah but they got wft after them so that's a that's a lock for a w and then if they're coming in 12 and0 against <laughs> the Buffalo bills in Buffalo I mean that's a place that I, I'm not feeling comfortable if I'm Mike Tomlin I'm not comfortable going into that game. And I, and we all know what happened last year. It was duck Hodges, but this team is different than the team that beat the Steelers last year. And I mean, the Steelers are freaking lucky that there's no fans at that game. Cause that would be an absolutely electric atmosphere. I'm just excited for that game. I just have it marked on my calendar right now. So I, I don't know let's why. Not, let's, not get a, let's not get ahead of ourselves, get ahead, but I'm just saying I'm juiced up for it. No, for sure. I mean, 
yeah, count me in for getting juiced up for that one. I wish I could be right in the Ralph rocking or rocking along. I mean, I was at the Steelers game last year. I wanted to repeat this year. I already had a marked on my, my calendar. Steelers undefeated. Absolutely. But I'm not getting ahead of myself. I'm looking at the San Fran game. I'm making sure we get the job done. I'm looking for revenge in Arizona. That's my, that's my, on my mind right now. So we won't get too ahead of ourselves, but you can tell we are pretty juiced up for the rest of the season. Bill's sitting at eight and three. You got to be happy with that. A lot of good, a lot of good football teams this year, man. A lot of teams that are over 500 still. Um, NFC is wide open. Seems like there's a new best team in the NFC each week. Seems like the AFC is the Chiefs to lose, even though the Steelers are being undefeated. Um, but you still got the Titans, the Bills, you know, the Colts. There are a lot of good teams in this league, and, and it's crazy to think here that we're sitting at eight and three, and that we're still, you know, have a lot of work to be done to get into the playoffs and make sure we get that that uh, you know that first place in the AFC. So it's been a wild year, but we're here to close it out. Let's get the dub in San Fran next week. Um, but other than that, everybody else have a great week. I think that wraps everything up on this episode. So we'll we'll leave you with that. Um, go Bills, go Sabers as always. Have a great week. Hopefully you had a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll see you next week. Hot boy bling bling bling. 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 Hot boys in the building. Ching ching ching. Bad bitch pull up, pull up. Ting ting ting. Whole team full of caps. King 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 king. We're the best in the game. Put them in the ring, baby. Ding 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 ding. Like tell for Sebastian Got a meal for a word in your caption Let them brown back under the mattress Got the thing tuck came through the back with it Ooh. Everybody rich started from the trap with us Shorty bad might pick on no cap with it mm. Rent it up, came back to the trap with it trap. 20 years in the game, still that nigga yeah. mm. Hot boy bling 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 yeah. mm. Hot boy bling 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 yeah. mm. Hot boy bling 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 yeah. Boy, hi. I'm the motherfucker that they tryin' boycott Heard you was speaking on me, boy, stop Crank this song, she was like, oh yeah French got big whips sitting in the garage Smells like money in the damn foyer Got two pools